Welcome back to another episode of the Burning Leaf Podcast. Myself, Russo, and Tom are here with you. Like Russo mentioned before we started recording, it's Tom's last episode on his PTO in Europe. So I think you'll be back in around our city next week this time, if we record next week this time. So we're glad glad to have Tom back here. We'll see when we get back. It should be a lot easier to start recording these. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we on same time zone, so that's much easier. But there's some things we need to get into. There's some things that have been going around the NHL for a while. And one thing in particular I'm mentioning, um, the Vancouver Canucks basically cleaned out shop. Their head coach is fired. Their GM is fired. They hired a new head coach. Um, This is something we've seen for a very long time here on this podcast and many other podcasts and many of the NHL fans for that matter as well on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. But it's finally happened. I mean, we got our wish. The Vancouver Canucks fans got their wish. Jim Benning, Travis Green out. Barbecue Bruce is back in as a head coach in the NHL. Your guys' thoughts? Because you had that one episode where I heard I wasn't here, but you guys were talking about it very in-depthly and, you know, how they should probably both go. I uh, just want to know both your guys' thoughts. Well, like, um, I just want to say, yeah, Russo, you can go, but I just want to say, like, the amount of joy Vancouver had that first game back, like, all the chants for, I think there was, like, a thank you Benning chant came out. I saw after, like, cars were honking outside the arena. Like, there was a lot of joy, and it's about damn time it happened for them, and, like, good for Vancouver fans that finally happened finally happened but Russo no I was basically about to say the same thing like this is like first and foremost I'm just I'm happy for Canucks fans they after everything this organization has gone through she um not even the organization the fan base after all the crap that's gone on like um they deserve this they deserve this you know, I think more than anyone else. Like, what a disaster I think this the Benning era was um, outside of maybe a couple things like Pedersen and Hughes and maybe even Hoglander. But it's been a tough goal of it. And I will say, Bruce Boudreau being in the NHL again, it's like the NHL is a better place with Bruce Boudreau. And I know there's the whole all we do is recycle coaches, but like – Dude, his first presser coach. when he was – oh, and he is. like, But his first presser when, you know, when they were like, oh, he's, he's got to go talk to Petey, and he tries to get up, and he's like, ah, fuck. Like, it's just, it's like <laughs> stuff like that, right? It just gets me, like, fired up about Bruce Boudreau. Like, um, if you watch the 24-7 series and he drops, like, 27 F-bombs in, like, two minutes, um, it's it's great. But, no, um, really good news for Vancouver. Obviously, the search for a GM is on. Right. And, you know, hopefully they do something better than hiring Mark Bergevin. Yeah, you heard that, um, eh? Hey, yeah, hey, like, that's, that's GM of the year right there, man. <laughs> that was GM uh, of the year four months ago? Five uh, months ago? We're in December, no, so it's probably no, seven. Lou, Lou Lamorello won it, but yeah. Oh, right. Right. He was in there. He was, he was in there, but no, Who I was think... was the third GM? That's a good do question. You... Maybe Don Waddell? Uh, Yes, I think I think that was it. I think that was it. No, but um, I think just don't do something dumb like that. It's like again, like the recycling tread. But um, no, I think this is a good move. Obviously, Benning 
didn't do many good things. And I saw a lot of people really happy, obviously, when he when they announced he was gone. Um, I think Travis Green's going to be okay. I do yes. believe that. Yeah. I think Travis Green's a good coach. I just think he was put in such a bad situation in Vancouver. Like, mm-hmm. there's no there's no defensive group there. The forward group, I think he just lost them at you know a point. Like, obviously, Pedersen wasn't performing, and they weren't getting very good performances as most of our guys. But I think Travis Green's going to be okay. I think Agreed. he's going to find a job, whether it's as, as an associate or a head coach. I think he's going to bounce back and he's gonna land on his feet i think and I think he that's was so fun. highly touted mm-hmm. going into vancouver mm-hmm. like not just in the vancouver organization but around hockey he was so yep. highly touted and to his credit he came in and started to do a really good job but at some point you can only get so much out of what's there and when what's there isn't much mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to keep pushing and keep pushing and eventually your time just runs out yeah um but i hope under Boudreaux, you start to see, like, I think Pedersen got pushed down the lineup and he wasn't playing much. And when you're struggling, like, if, like, Thomas, mm-hmm. say, for example, Austin Matthews starts struggling, Mitch Marner starts struggling. Right. Uh, Nylander, Tavares, McDavid starts struggling. That's never going to happen. But say those high end caliber players start struggling. You don't play Matthews 12, 13 minutes a night. Never. And that's what was happening with Pedersen in Vancouver. And uh, it's hard to sort of get back on track when Mm -hmm. you aren't getting the ice time that you need to get back on track and the whole mindset. And I hope he can have a better mindset going forward. And it seems like the Canucks are at least playing better. The atmosphere is better. Just everything around the team is a lot better. Yep. Like Russo, you love Elias Pettersson. And hockey is a lot more fun when he is playing at his peak because he is so damn good. Yeah. So damn good. Well, I mean, like you said, Tom, like you hope the Vancouver Canucks are doing better. They're 2 0 under Bruce Verdrill right now. A shootout win yesterday and a shutout win against the Kings on Monday night. So, I mean, I don't want to read too much into it, but a 2 0 starts pretty good under your new head coach, like I've got to say. And Going to Bruce Boudreau now, um, I think this is a guy who's still a good NHL head coach. He's going to be under his players a lot, and that's something that the Vancouver Canucks need. Not that Travis Green didn't do that, but Bruce Boudreau is that guy. You know he's going to scream at you when you're doing wrong. You know you're going you're, you're gonna to know what you're doing wrong and what you're going to do right on the ice when Bruce Boudreau is behind the bench. And my thing was I always thought Bruce Boudreau was going to end up as an assistant coach or associate coach for the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's the team he played for. That's a team he loved growing up. But it's exciting to see um, that kind of head coach get a job in the NHL, especially with those Canucks uh, struggling. I don't know, guys. This is probably the next question on the list for me. But do you think this is enough to get the Vancouver Canucks back on track and hopefully in a playoff hunt? Oh, God, no. How far are they? I I think only seven points, six points. Ooh, no. See, and like... The Pacific is the worst division. Maybe the Atlantic, I'd say, but... <laughs> you think? I mean, well, I mean, Montreal, Ottawa are bottom five. <laughs> yeah, Buffalo, Detroit with, exists. With the way the Pacific has been, it's been competitive. Yes. Right? <laughs> Calgary's been good. Edmonton's been good. Anaheim's been surprisingly good. Vegas, they're only getting healthier, and Jack Eichel is not that far away. 
San Jose has been surprisingly decent. So I don't think in, it, in that like they would have to get a wild card spot. Yes, yes. Yeah, like they're not getting yeah, it automatically. And with Vegas there, that means there's only one wild card spot up for grabs. They're not taking it away from like a Nashville or a Dallas where there. San Jose is still in the hunt. Like I don't know, Winnipeg. Winnipeg's not far out. They're only two points back. Mm-hmm. I think they're just they could. They could. I saw a lot of people saying, I think it was the Aquilini's San Francisco right. is the one that always speaks to the media. Mm-hmm. I think. I think he said that they would look at getting back in the playoff hunt. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a stupid idea. Your season's gone. But he got roasted for that. And now that you brought up that point, they're not far. Like, it's not out of the question. No. They could. Well, I mean, like, look at their forwards. They have the capability to outscore teams on nightly basis. They just weren't doing that at the start of the season. You had unreal goaltending from Thatcher Demko, so he was keeping you in games. So imagine they can get the goal scoring now and get the bailing out from Demko. Things might look a little bit brighter in Vancouver. I don't know if they have enough to get in the playoffs and score to put the stamp on the playoffs, but I think they could be in around the hunt you know, going forward and maybe into like February, March, but I don't know if they have it, you know? It's going to go one of two ways. They're going to have a little bit of a run after bringing in a new coach. Mm -hmm. And Boudreaux is one of those guys that like can get as much out of a group that he can. Like a team that's close to getting over the hump should have brought him in. He's that kind Mm -hmm. of guy. He might. It's going to go one of two ways. They're either going to get a little bit hot, and then completely cool off and finish roughly where they are now. Uh, or I could see them making a push, but just falling a little bit short. And just one of those teams where, like, it comes down to the last week or two. Right. And you don't know, like, with the Olympic break, Yeah. assuming that happens, that could reset your season. If you can come out of the next month and a bit until that point, it's not completely out of the question. And kind of reset. Uh, we just that. we've said it before. They put themselves so far behind the eight ball. They got to mm-hmm. basically play at a hundred and ten point pace, just to crack ninety five. Right. Which that's... I don't know if that's going to happen. Probably not. That'll be interesting to watch. I yeah. thought they were completely out until you said that, Thomas. So I'm actually <laughs> fairly. Yeah, that's fairly all right. Surprised but with that. um, I think it's safe to say we can move on unless you guys have anything other thoughts. I'm yeah. happy we don't have to talk about the Canucks anymore. Actually, I don't know if I'm happy. When they I like talking about the Canucks. I saw like just everyone going like, oh, man, we can't make fun of the Canucks anymore until they hire Bergevin. <laughs> no, it was like, man, Mr. Booth put out some great content. This he week. did, yeah. It was great. I was like, this is he awesome. Was, he, had a, he had a week. That was he had a good hilarious. week. Yeah. Never deactivate his account again. Never. Anyway. Okay, so there's one, I don't know, there's something here. We talked about teams who might be out with the Vancouver Canucks. I think the Flyers are just d- done. Like, they're, they're not good. Yeah. Um, I had so much hope in this, this freaking organization and group to get it done. Obviously, they're not doing it. Um, Alan Vigneault's out as head coach. They put Mike oh, Yo as their interim tag. 
Um, I, I, don't, I don't know this team, man. They give me – they have such a good team. And then when they go on the ice, they just lose every time. So I think they're on a 10-game losing streak or something like that. They're out of it. Well, any team They've that – They've lost six in a row. Any team that lo- – oh, no. Oh, no, sorry. No, 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 sorry. In their last 10, they're 0-82. My yeah. bad. Yeah. Sorry. Any yeah. team oh, that loses geez. 10 in a row, like, has a team ever made the playoffs after going on that – I'd say the Penguins, but I don't think they lost 10 in a row. Yeah, like, it's not – they're out of it. And I know you said you thought that they would be good, and I thought it was – I thought Philly had, like, a legitimate chance, especially in that Metropolitan Division where we still weren't necessarily too sure who would be at the top. Correct, yeah. Washington is there. Like, Carolina's third. The Rangers, holy shit, do they look good. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, like, even the Capitals, nobody really thought they'd be this good. Pittsburgh was always there, but never bet against Crosby, but also has the sunset. It was really up for grabs. Um, that third spot and maybe a wild card, and like the Atlantic wasn't going to take both wild cards. Right. I thought they'd be good. Mm-hmm. I thought they'd be a lot better. And when the Leafs played them, uh, what was it, Thomas, like two weeks ago? Yes, on the Wednesday, yep. I want to say it was like the third loss in this streak. <laughs> they just looked defeated. Yeah. They didn't. It was one of those where, were the Leafs really good or were the Flyers bad? And it was both. It was both. The Flyers look like they don't want to play hockey. And that's really bad. And it's yeah. one of those teams, like Boston, like there's an identity. Mm-hmm. No matter who comes up through the Bruin system, they play like a Bruin. Islanders to a similar extent. They play like an Islander. Philadelphia should have that too. Broad Street Bullies. Everybody that's a flyer should play like a flyer. Like the guys they have, Couturier, Konechny, like Claude Giroux. Like where is that? They don't play like they're flyers. No. And there's some concern with Canada's goaltending in general, and Carter Hurt hasn't won since my birthday. That was over... It's almost a month ago. But, Russo, your thoughts on the Philly Flyers? After last year, I've just stopped playing my trust in them. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that, too. Well, I think Thomas <laughs> yeah. and I both – I think Thomas and I both predicted them to make the finals last year. Yep. And then they just didn't even make the playoffs because they looked so good in 1920. Last year was a disaster. Obviously, Carter Hart was very bad. He's been better this year. Like, he started off really well, and he's kind of cooled down. Um Alan Vigneault was never the right coach for this team. He had them always playing that dump and chase style when very clearly they should not be playing like that. What what Mike Yo is going to do, I don't know. Mike Yo was never a good coach. Um, it, no, it's another write-off for the Flyers this year, and it's another waste of another year of Claude Giroux and Couturier and Konechny. And Ivan Provorov is probably overrated. He's not as good as I think people – expected him to be the defense group. Like they brought in Rasmus Ristolainen and like Man. just clearly didn't work. It's like, it's almost like he's as bad as we thought he was. Ryan he Ellis has, has only played. Uh, Ristolainen has an absurd stat, like eight coaches. Like eight co- yeah. Eight coaches in nine years or some shit. That's what it is. Like ridiculous. Thomas put that in our group chat the other day. It was like, whoa, Jesus. But I guess that's what I'm doing here in Buffalo. But like Ryan Ellis has only played, I think four games and 
Ryan Ellis is a really good player, but the problem is he hasn't been healthy the last mm-hmm. three, four, five years. I think the most games he's played in a year in the past three or four years, like 59 or something. Mm-hmm. And that's all. he still has, like I think, five or six years left on his deal after this year. Six. So, like, that's a tough one. Like, at what point are Philly just going to look at here and go, okay, we're blowing up? Yeah, they have to. Like, like yeah. Giroux's gone. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a – like, they can get, in my opinion, such a big haul for that guy. Yep. Right-handed shot, skilled, can play the penalty kill, plays both wing and center, can still put up a lot of points, which we've seen him do. Yeah. Like, at what point is, like, the big bomb going to be thrown down? Giroux, does Provorov go – you know, I, I know they just re-upped Couturier, so he's probably not going anywhere. But it's a they they tried disaster. to blow this up in the off season and it just failed. They tried to retool. I wouldn't say they blew it up. They tried to bring in a new identity. Well, they tried to bring in a new identity. I think, yeah. and it clearly didn't work. Like we all knew, wrist line wasn't going to work. Yandel has been fine. No, 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 no. Oh, he's been fine? Dude, just, he hasn't I, got a point in like a month. And he's okay, on the power play. So, so Keith Yandel has not been fine. I know defensively he's always been a disaster. Yeah, and I knew that was I knew that was kind of the case this year. Um, okay, yeah, seven points in 24 games. He hasn't even scored a goal yet. Like, like Shane Goss is there on, on the damn Coyotes. They got rid of oh, him. Oh, I know. They He's been great. They paid to get rid of him. They paid to get rid of him. Yeah. They could have used Shane. And like, so like, Giroux, so like Giroux leads their team in points with 21 and 24. The next closest guy is Cam Atkinson with 14. And then like, <laughs> no way. Yeah. Wow. has 12. Derek Broussard is 11. Joel Farabee, who they just gave that massive deal to, has 10 points in 21 games. Like, poor Kevin Hayes has only played, like, six games this year. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, Ellis has five and four, which is pretty wild. Like, JVR has been terrible. He yeah, has six terrible. points in 24 games. Like, they're not getting – the younger guys that I think they expected to step up, like a Morgan Frost, like a Joel Farabee, um, like, guys like that, like, just haven't been producing. Oscar Lindblom, God bless the guy. I'm happy he's healthy. He's got two points in 23 games. No way. Yeah. Like, Carter Hart has been fine. He's a 9-11. Martin Jones actually hasn't been that bad. He's a 9-08. All things considered the way we've seen Martin Jones the last few years. <laughs> no, this team, like, they – I think they need a full-on blow this ship up. Yep. And just yep. rebuild it from the bottom up. Like, this is not going to work. How they're going to get rid of a guy like Ryan Ellis, I don't know how they're going to move. Like, Couturier wouldn't move. Couturier is fine to keep because they just gave him that deal. Like, I'm trying to just look like, okay, like Atkinson, they got for, oh, my God, four years. Uh, JVR, they still got another two. Hayes still has 2026. So, like, the thing with that is they tried to really retool in the offseason and didn't work. Um, who's Did the GM work. now? He was in Minnesota. Fletcher? Yeah. Uh, Chuck Fletcher. Who we'll get Chuck another Fletcher, retread? Who took over for Ron Hextall? Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Ron Hextall was right. Yeah, Ron <laughs> Hextall was right because, and like Chuck Fletcher, man, the years of mediocrity in Minnesota. <laughs> That's what like and Mike Yo, oh, the, minute, the same coach. Like, like literally the, <laughs> the minute same they coach. both leave, Minnesota's fun again. Like, just you got you, got, you guys want to. 
You guys want to know what's also like, you guys want to know what's also kind of crazy here? Philly, they're one, two, three, four, five, six. So of their 7D that are currently up with the team, (laughs) one, two, three, four, five of them are UFAs end of the year. They only have 2D under contract for next year, which is Ivan Provorov and Travis Sanheim. Well, Ryan Ellis. Oh, sorry, and Ryan Ellis. Yeah. So they have three defensemen under contract for next year. But yeah, like they picked and, up and Greg Sam Cannot, and or, Sam sorry, Moran Kevin Cannot on waivers and Buddy's playing for them. Yeah, and 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 Sam Moran, who is oddly listed as a left D and a left winger, is <laughs> <laughs> going on in Philly. Oh my God! Yeah, no, blow it up. Break trade Drew because Drew's not resigning. No, no, right? Like he's gonna mm. go somewhere. Like he's thirty three. He's turning thirty four. He's gone. Like trade him, get something for him. What's um? Think, like, it, what's his cap at Russo? Seven million. Um, it's I think eight, eight, eight one or eight eight point two eight point two seven five. Imagine Claude Giroux on a contender making like four million dollars. Dude, dude, sign Imagine me Claude Giroux is the Flames' second line center. I didn't see him like winger shit. man. Like oh yeah, he's a little. You can play him at either or. He plays both, but like, yeah, I'd be like, I don't even care. Just I would bump love him down the lineup, one line, and just let him go. Yep, let him go. Yeah, I, I think, and I think that's a guy Daryl Sutter would really love. But like, anyway, like, no, this team is like, whose idea was it to give Scott Lawton like a five-year or six-year deal? We talked about who's, that in the offseason. Who's, whose idea was this? Yeah, it was like, <laughs> oh my god. Because that was when all those like bottom six players got like yep. long term deals. Like, uh, who's the guy in Winnipeg? Adam yeah. Scott Lawton got a long term deal. Who was the? There was the guy in Nashville, like a couple Luke years Cunnin? ago. Colton Sisson? No, yeah, was it no. Colton Sissons? Yeah, Colton Sissons. They got yeah. like a seven year deal, <laughs> <laughs> like one point six or something like that. It was like two. It was like two million over like seven years. Like, do not give bottom six players long term deals. Like, like. <laughs> This is what Tanev like, was the same. Yeah, and Tanev somehow kind of worked, but also won an expansion. But no, th- <laughs> this team's a disaster. They're only going to go as far as Carter Hart carries them, unfortunately, because defensively they're not even close to good enough. No. Um, offensively, they got some guys, but they're not getting near enough production from the guys that they're paying most yeah. outside of Giroux right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Goaltending's been, you know, mid at best. Carter Hurt's been fine, but you got to be better than a 9-11, I would think, for for this team to get in at least. So I think it's a good thing Alan Vigneault's out, but if Mike Yo's going to be sticking around long-term, I don't (laughs) think that's a good idea. Shall we move on to the fiasco? (laughs) Yeah, might as well. I agree. You guys just go for it. Like, I'll just sit here and kind of have some fun. Let's right. see you guys argue, but you guys go ahead. Have a have a have a have a ball. All right, Tom, you started off. You had the thoughts on this whole fiasco thing, so go ahead. Oh, you want me to start? This? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, let's just say in agreement, the refs suck. Yeah, the refs suck. What was it? Eight games worth of suspensions and not a minor penalty. Like Spezza and Pionk. And you know what? In a vacuum, this is the Spezza suspension is perfectly okay. I'm okay with that. Um, six games, it's fair. 
also we talked a little bit with like the Brendan Lemieux thing where he only got the five, so he mm-hmm. can't really appeal it. Spence got six, so he can appeal it. It's going to end up being like four or five. Yeah, that's why I said five games. The precedent's two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The precedent is like two or three games hmm. because George Peros refuses to give it anything other than two or three games unless it's a spectacular Nazem Kadri with his eighth suspension in two years. Tom Wilson jumped another guy. Spezza has no history. And yeah. you got this same as those two guys. And yes, it's a fair suspension. In a vacuum, it's perfectly okay. You can't be doing that. You lost your cool because you needed to stick up for a young guy. And that's what we've been asking. We've been asking players to stick up for the young guys, stick up for your goalie when they get snowed, do all of this. That's not the way you go about it. Go fight somebody if you really want to. Don't go try to knee them in the face as they're falling. So six games is fair. My guess is it gets brought down to four or five. Right. And then on the other hand, (laughs) you have Neil Pionk, who got two games, which is probably about fair. Um, you know, what can you really do? It's the NHL. It'll be two games. Spin the wheel of two games is my <laughs> It's like, we're pick your suspension and there's like a, a wheel of fortune, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. And every time it lands on two. <laughs> every time. Every time, yeah. So, but, and then the next game, was it Shafley got need? Yep. And to be fair, yeah, that looked Ian Cole. worse. And Ian Cole got a $5,000 fine. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, where's this consistency? There isn't, unfortunately. The president was the game before. <laughs> With the same teams. The same <laughs> team. With literally the same team. So, like... I don't have much of a problem with anything. Like, thank God Sandine's only out two or three weeks. It looked bad. It looked really bad. I was really worried. Neil Pionk, buddy, stop stop throwing knees at people. It's not the first time. It won't be the last. You have a history of this. Yeah. We saw it as Leaf fence. He fucking went for Marner's knees on an empty net goal. Yeah, but that's true. I, I remember that. Over, man. Yeah, last year in the bubble or the Canadian division, but if you're done your thoughts, like just I, I yeah. kind of agree with the games given out. Just the only thing I would probably disagree with is obviously Ian Cole should have probably got suspended for what preceded nights before, uh, even if it's one or two games, not a $5,000 fine. And what's with this $5,000 fine? It's a slap on the wrist at this point. Nobody cares about it. Just, just go the and hack someone. Millions. <laughs> yeah, just go and hack someone. It's $5,000. I think they'd take that any day of the week, but Going back to what I don't really agree with, Spets has been in the league for 19 years, and the first suspension you give him, granted, it was really bad. Granted, it was really bad. Don't get me wrong. It was garbage. But, it was garbage. But, but six games right away, like he got more than Marchand for what Marchand does repeatedly. And that repeat offender rule is the stupidest thing in the world. He's done it before. You were a repeat offender. Like it's like, ah, oh, you know what? <laughs> I stole something from someone else. Uh, I'm not a repeat offender if I do it again. So might as well just do it again, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. If Spezza did something in his rookie season or his sophomore year and got like two games for it back then, and then this comes out, like, you're not a repeat offender. That was 20 years ago. 
I guess, but I don't know. It's like still bad, but I don't know. Six games was like very harsh and deservedly so. Like it was very bad. It could have been worse. Um, the one thing that we talk about is consistency with player safety. It's just not there anymore. It's never been there um, since George Perro stepped into this job. Um, what else can I say? Both of these injuries could have been a lot worse because now Pionk one. Yeah, Pionk's in concussion bad. protocol now. I don't know Which, how long like, he's going to be out. That's – I I get, like, hey, you have to let somebody know, hey, you're in concussion protocol, yada, yada, yada. Man, 10 minutes before the Spezza hearing, after he finished <laughs> the game, yeah. where's the concussion spotter? Why didn't you pull him? Why did he still play? Yeah, it's weird that and he didn't he pull him when he got a knee to the head. Before. When he got a full-on knee to the head, it was a little weird that they were like, no, we're not going to pull him. Yeah, like, who thought that was okay? Who thought that was okay? Well, you can say the same thing about how Jack and what was it, the Minnesota game when Felino went into Campbell and he like, got him right in the head. It's true. Like how, Goalies are immune to the concussion protocol, though. Yeah, I guess. It's, even in the Jets game, um, Joseph Wold took a knee to the head. PLD. Yeah. Right? It was yeah, Dubois. Like, can we get into Dubois for a minute, though? And? Because, no, because I want to talk about this Matthews thing. Like, I get, like, I don't want, like, the the league shouldn't want Matt, Matthews fighting. Right. Right? Like, shouldn't have, like, you don't want him dropping the gloves. He's had wrist surgeries. But can the dude at least stand up for himself? I know, man. He's 6'3". He's, like, 200 pounds. He let Dubois ragdoll him. And then as soon as the refs got in the way, he starts talking shit. <laughs> Like Austin, man, like that. I'm not saying for him to go full out. Like, I'm trying to think. Like Milan Lucic on the guy. Like Milan Lucic in his prime when he would just run guys over. Right, I'm not right. saying. I'm not saying for him to do that. Like, man, at least defend yourself. You didn't even. You didn't even try to get up against Dubois. You just let him. <laughs> you grabbed his stick. Good job, Austin. Like, Dubois a big boy. He so, like, is, but so is Austin. Right and like, there's I no like. It, it's no different if it's Johnny Gaudreau. A penalty in that. Uh, he shouldn't have. But again, he just let Dubois like manhandle. <laughs> like, there's no way that should have ever happened. Get up! Like, yeah. make yourself freaking defend yourself for God's sakes! Don't let people think that they can just do this. And it goes back to the the series against Montreal last year, where he was just laughing when guys were just grabbing him and shit. Austin, fucking defend yourself, dude. It's not a good look. No, and again, I'm not, not saying for you. Yeah. I'm not saying for you to drop the gloves and 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 start throwing punches at guys. But fucking defend yourself, man. I think the word you're looking for is show <laughs> some intensity. Yes, and you know what? I saw a lot of people saying, "Oh, look at Logan Stanley." As soon as the refs got in the way, he started acting big. When you're just gonna ignore the fact that Austin Matthews did the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> the exact same thing. He started talking his shit as soon as two refs got in the way. Yeah. I thought the Stanley crap was hilarious, though. Yeah, like, that's when he hilarious. Like, well, that's good for hockey, great. man. I'm like, this yeah, is yeah. good. And, like, I kind of just want to talk about Spezza just really quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, go for it. I saw people comparing it to the Corey Perry situation. No. This isn't the same situation. Stop. Corey Perry tried jumping out of the way, and he accidentally kneed John Tavares in the face. Jason Spezza went straight at Neil Pionk, who was on the ice – Neon head. This is not the same situation. Leaf fans, I get you're angry. I get that if the ref just called the penalty on Pionk earlier, this probably doesn't happen. 
but it's a dirty play. It's garbage. And I know Spezza, he's not a dirty player. He's no. not. He's played in this league for an incredibly long time. Sometimes players who don't have a history do dirty shit. Mm-hmm. And Spezza, it was incredibly dirty. And you just have to call it as it is. I think six games was fine. I'm going to sit here and say, I think six games was fine for what he did. He yeah. could have, I know Pionk could have taken out Sandin. Spezza could have taken out Pionk for a whole year. <laughs> that's that's career ending shit that Spezza pulled. And also too, like you can see with Spezza it's starting to, or it kind of boiled over everything going back <sighs> from the Columbus in the bubble. Didn't he fight somebody? Yes. In and then it, the game where the Leafs came back. Yeah, the three goals in the minute. It might have been Gavrikov. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, like, Spitz is always the, I'm not going down without a fight guy. It should not and be the 38-year-old. That's what I'm saying, Russo. Like, why is it him? <laughs> why is it, why is it, like, Wayne Simmons, he's touted as this tough guy, but just does it to, like, uh, he went out after Jansen Harkins of all guys. Like, what are you, like, Wayne, what are you doing, man? I get you're washed. I get you're not as good as you once were. <laughs> But, like, he's going after, like, he just starts cross-checking Jansen Harkins, and then, like, I, I think Stanley would have, like, fed him dinner if they let them go. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, and I know people are like, oh, Wayne would have killed him. No. No, people have Wayne not seen fight? Logan Stanley fight. They've not seen him fight. Logan Stanley's a monster. <laughs> like, just the big. dude's, like, six, seven. Who did Simmons end up fighting? And He, he tried going after Stanley. No, and he... F- he fought somebody, didn't he? Did he? No, Kyle Clifford did. Kyle he fought Clifford, someone. Right. It might have been Jansen Harkins. Right. Maybe. Kyle, I don't... Like Kyle Clifford is in this lineup for one reason, is when games get chippy. It's to throw punches. He didn't take a punch and just kept beating whoever he was punching. I forget who it is or who it was. Might have been Jansen Harkins. I think that but again, might have been Jansen Harkins of all guys. Like, yeah, also like man, who are he's you? like he's like Winnipeg's Jack Campbell. He's like his their golden retriever. At least that's how our buddy Tyler described yeah. it. He's like you go after Jansen Harkins. He's like the Jets' golden retriever. It's like no, like I, I, I just want to go like, back to something, guys. Though, like the, what yeah. you just said, Tom, like it really said something because Clifford, like you said, the only reason he's in the lineup is to fight, stir shit, hit. And that's his job. That's what he's doing. He's doing his job. We have Wayne Simmons in the lineup making a 900K, and he's not doing his job. He's not going after people. He's not fighting people. But after the whistle, he starts chirping. And then what does he do? Goes right to the box against a penalty. I would rather him fight someone and, like, hit someone and go to the penalty box, not chirping, then going to the penalty box because he just got <laughs> a misconduct for, like, slashing or something like that. And then Nick Ritchie over there, I can't, I can't stand him already. But okay. his job the is of times to that dude just like looked lost. Yeah, man. In a like, scruffle. Do something. You're big. No one is going to knock you down. You're like 230 pounds. Like do something like that's the thing. That's the problem I have with the Leafs. They have players that have a role and they don't do their role. Then you have Kyle Clifford step in who plays five minutes a night and does his job, which he's supposed makes to like do. 700 K on the cab. Yeah, and then people blame Kyle Clifford being on this team. Oh, Dubas is an idiot. But he's doing his job. Like the other two guys, he's standing up for someone. He's for doing who what Wayne 10 minutes. Simmons should be doing. Exactly. That's my problem with this whole thing. Like at least like for like as a, from a Flames point of view, Lucic is overpaid, but at least like he'll punch guys in the face yeah, every now good. and then. Yeah. Like Brett Ritchie, like he's worse than his brother. At least he'll go out and like 
if someone needs to be taken care of, he'll go and do it. Exactly. You know, for as much as for as bad as Brett Ritchie is, at least he'll do that. Like I don't know. Like it shouldn't have to be Jason Spezza of all guys saying, "I'm going to take this into my hands and do exactly. it." Exactly. You know, it's stupid. And like, uh, this is why people say when the Leafs are not built for the playoffs this is what they talk about. Exactly. And I'm not saying they have to fight, fight guys. I'm just saying to, stand up for yourself. To their credit, though, that fourth line has been feisty. They've yes. Been good. Mm-hmm. They've been good. But it's when things get chippy, we're seeing a little bit of failure. And so it all, really again, need to push back. It's not there. But then just the big thing is, like, again, it should not be Jason Spencer. Yes. The guy's be been, like, legitimately good offensively. It should not be on him to pull that shit together. Anyway, moving on from the shit show that was Sunday night. Um, I feel like we got to talk about Trevor Zegers, no? Yeah. Because holy shit, this kid's unbelievable. Man, I already hate that like he's on Anaheim. And he already reminds me so much of Corey Perry. Like really? so much. He's all oh, like the what, what day did the Flames play the Ducks? Friday? It might have been Friday night. And like he's just like low-key so damn chippy. Like gets in there, just talks all of his shit anyway. That's a goal of the year. I don't care what it is. That's a goal of the year. Nah, McDavid's a goal of the year for me. Dude. You really think McDavid is? Come on. I get McDavid's was sick, but, like, come on. McDavid's was, was cool, and then he did it again the next week. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, like, that's just – McDavid just does it every now and then. Like, I'm, Connor's never done anything like that. He's never done anything like that. Um, no, but that was literally unbelievable. If you miss the goal, if you've been living under a rock, Trevor Zegers basically – was about to do the Michelin, Michigan, not Michelin, Michelin tires. Um, he was about to do the Michigan, flipped it over the net to Sonny Milano, who banked it in or batted it in. Pavel Datsuk tried to do that like a bunch of times in his career, and I don't think hey, it ever hey, worked. Hey, we're forgetting something. Mikhail Grabowski did it in a playoff game versus the Boston Bruins. I don't know if you remember that, Tom, but I think it was like game five, and he actually yes. did it, and it worked and went on net. And nobody remembers it. score? No, it went no off of Rask's back. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But it wasn't yeah, an alley oop. This kid's unbelievable, though. Like the Ducks are, yeah, they're gonna be pretty good, eh? They're gonna be pretty, really, especially yeah. especially with Zegras at the helm. I Man. just want to say, um, the World Juniors is coming up. I don't know if you guys remember last year. Russo, no, I, think I remember. You, no, was it? Me and Thomas or Russo, was it me and you that went toe-to-toe? I just want to thank nobody for picking Trevor Zegers. And I think no, it was you and Thomas. Remember Kirby Doc got injured right. and my team yeah. just sucked? Right. I just want to say <laughs> thank you, Trevor Zegers, and you guys for not picking him. And he was going to be my sleeper pick. And what did he, like, lead the tournament in points or something? Yeah. The kid's Damn. Every, every the player kid's on my team last year just deal. disappointed. Doc got injured. Um, yeah. The, who else? I think I had – who's the Leafs dude I got? The guy in Russia. Amirov, he was trash. Yeah, he was trash. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyway, that was nasty by Trevor Zegers. He's very good. Everyone, very good. Everyone's like like saying Trevor Zegers. Don't get me wrong. That fast was amazing. But Sony Milano batted that shit out of the air. Yeah, like, that too. Like, give some credit to the guy. <laughs> not, yeah. He's been very, very good yeah. this year for the Ducks. This is a guy that a lot of people wrote off. Sonny Milano. Like, yeah. he bounced around. He was in Columbus. And did he go from Columbus to Anaheim or was I think he somewhere so. else? No, I think just Columbus Like, because Torts did not like him. And they just shipped him out, like, 
And he's been great in Anaheim ever since mm-hmm. Dallas Aikens took over. He's been awesome. And like yep. him and Zegras look like they're going to be a pretty, pretty good pair. Did you see the Zegras interview in Buffalo after the game? I did. Absolutely it was, hilarious. It was, it was so – he's so good. Like, no, I how, saw him like, laughing on the bench. And well, then there was the, the reaction. Picture Russo, was, I sent it to you. My favorite picture of the year, just him in disbelief. Dude, they should make the new. They should make that the new logo of the NHL. I saw someone say that, and I started dying. I'm like, yes, unreal. Like there were so much. Like Connor McDavid does Connor McDavid things, um. But like when Svechnikov did it, it was like holy shit. People that weren't (laughs) even in hockey went holy shit. You see, Michael B. Jordan posted the Zegers goal. Yeah, and Zegers was like, holy shit, Michael B. Jordan. Michael, Michael B. B. Jordan. Jordan. Mike, yes. Yeah, Black Panther, Michael B. Jordan. Yes. It was like, he didn't even like, he was, I think the post was like, I don't even watch hockey, but holy shit. Yes. Like, yeah. 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 He posted yeah. on his Instagram story, I think. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty interesting. <laughs> but uh, no, that was on like on both of their ends. Obviously, Zegras set it up, but like Thomas said, for Milano to do what he did. Yeah. Like to me, as of right now, goal of the year, in my opinion. I think that's. It's going to be hard to beat. It's like when Svechnikov did it. And it was like, oh, that might be hard to beat. Yeah. But um, I'm just waiting ducks. for Matthews to do the Michigan. He wants to. He Eventually. really wants to. He'll no, do it's it. fine. Because, but Zegers, like, I remember when the Flames played them in the second game of the year. Zegers tried to do it and almost scored. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he might be good. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, do we want to talk about the Coyotes real quick? Because I don't really know what's going on we'll, there, but it looks we'll like they're getting kicked out of their arena. Save it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll save it. We'll wait until more information. December 20th. More information comes out. Yeah. And more but they might be but... kicked, they might be getting kicked out of Gill River Arena, which move the damn team already. If that's not yeah. a sign already. <laughs> but Gary and Bettman, Rick that's Westhead's, the last thing he wants to do. Rick Westhead's come back with a vengeance. Said they oh. lost. 33 million dollars last year and it's costed the nhl 141 million this decade really 10 years that's unreal 141 million dollars in the pockets of the nhl that's why you have revenue sharing that's why teams like the leafs rangers and habs are so important because you have teams like the coyotes who do nothing out of the leafs pockets the house pockets and the rangers pockets because you have to find 33 million somewhere and it's not in arizona so we'll wait and see i believe their first game at home is the 23rd of december against the lightning they may or may not be there but it sounds like the city is not happy with them because they just have to be in their taxes watch they're gonna be playing out of some random ass community center <laughs> oh my god <laughs> You're just going to be in some random – like, they're going to be, like, at their practice rink. To be fair, they're, apparently their practice rink is, like, sick. It's probably it's a nice complex out in Arizona. But they're yeah, going to be playing out of there have, with, like, with like 100 fans. <laughs> doesn't have seats. Doesn't have your camera set up. They have, like, stands, like, at any community center. Yeah. It's, like, those mini stands. But, yeah, no, that would be pretty funny. Where's the um, AHL team? San Antonio? Do they still exist? What is Arizona's – Farm system. I don't even know. Tucson Roadrunners. Oh right, go play out of there. Ah, I guess that would be pretty close. Yeah. Um. Anyway, players of the week. Yeah. Want to get into that? Tom. Tom. Uh. Do you want to just get yours out of the way? Because we did just yeah. talk. Because t- I was gonna. Anyway, um, I was gonna take them, and then you just took them. I was like, God damn it. Anyway. Oh, I saw that, and I put it in right away. 
man, Trevor Zegers. That's it. That's like that's it. That's the tweet. But he had assist of the year and also eight assists in four games, but that's besides the point. Holy shit, Trevor Zegers. That is all. Do you guys have your guys? Yeah, I got my I guy. Got my guy. All right. Thomas might my Thomas might have mine, but we'll no, see. no, no, no. I got um Artemi Panarin of the New York Rangers. He didn't have my guy. No, I didn't have your guy. Um, four goals, five assists, nine points since we last recorded, I believe. Um, without this guy, the Rangers, you know, aren't really doing as good. I know they have Adam Fox. Igor Sturkin's down with an injury. But the offense goes through Artemi Panarin, and he's doing that for the New York Rangers this year. So he is my player of the week. Russo, we will move to your guy. Um, Jake Gensel. What a Patrick against Canucks. Added a few. Uh, what did he score? He had a... He had a 13-game point streak. Five, yeah, five goals, seven points. Um, unfortunately, he just got injured, did he not? Yes. Yeah, so that's unfortunate. I saw a really dumb stat. Like, over the past 82 games, he has, like, 127 points or something stupid like that. Uh, Might be a little more, but, like I'll, – I'll let you just – we'll say that that's true. I, I it might it might be more games, but I also saw another of you know they're saying like oh who's gonna make the team USA roster and it was like only the play these are the only players who have more points than Jake Gensel this season. It was like Johnny Gaudreau. And it's like, oh yeah, he's had a pretty good year. I think Matthews just passed him, like after that tweet. But um Matthews, yeah, by the Jake way Gensel. who um I believe at one point was what twenty goals back of the rocket. Oh, it couldn't have been 20. I forget. He was really far back of the rocket because it's that slow start in the injury. Seven straight games of the goal helps. Yeah, yeah. He's coming, Ovi. He's coming. Do we have anything else? I don't know if you can hear my dog in the back. Yeah, we have some entertainment in the background of the Russo (laughs) household. (laughs) Oh, my God, Flo. She's she's just howling at the door. No one else is home, but she's at the door howling. Um, Yeah, anyway. Flames play tonight. They got the Hurricanes. That should be exciting. Goddamn Hurricanes. Did Leafs play tonight? Leafs versus Tampa tonight, yes. Ooh, and that's a big game. Sorelli is hurt. He won't be oh playing. Oh, my. Poor Tampa. Actually, I don't feel that bad. They won two straight cups. Anyway, um, unless you guys got anything quickly else to add. That is it. No. That's it. Um, oh, that's going to do it for this one. As always, uh, thanks very much for listening in. Um, as always, Instagram, Twitter, at the Burden Leaf Pod, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Have a good one.